Knowledge is power, and it's time to take that power back. On this episode of Voices of Homelessness, Housing is Healthcare podcast, host Wilma Smith talks with Jessica Thigpen of Pawtucket Central Falls Development about what you can do to maintain your housing. Learn about best practices, tenant rights, homeowner rights, housing resources, and more right now on this episode of Housing is Healthcare. Stay tuned. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for another Housing is Healthcare podcast um, series from the Coalition for the Homeless and the Voices of Homelessness. Um, my name is Wilma Smith, and I am a member of the Voices of Homelessness. And today we have joining us Jessica Tigpin from the Pawtucket Central Falls Development Conversation, um, Pawtucket Citizens Development Corporation. And um, we're going to be having a discussion today about how to proactively maintain your housing. Um, So welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. Um, We also will have joining us at some point, Diamond Madison, who's also a member of the Voices of Homelessness. Um, So I'm just going to start it out by allowing Jessica to introduce herself and um, tell us a little bit about the work that she does with the Pawtucket Central Falls uh, development. Great, thank you, Wilma, um, and thank you for having us. My name is Jessica Thigpen. I'm the Housing and Community Development Manager here with Pawtucket Central Falls Development. Um, we are a affordable to low to moderate, excuse me, housing developer here in Pawtucket and Central Falls. Uh, my role is to two twofold. One is working with the broader community through our health equity zone, our heads here in Pawtucket and Central Falls, um, and also on the property management side, working directly with our tenants. Um, so that's just a little of what we do. Um, but again, being a housing developer, we understand that it's more than just the structure of the home um, and how health and everything else plays into it. Thank you. And Jessica, it's so important to have you as a part of the conversation because of your work that you do in the community and also because of the focus that you do with the tenants um, that you guys uh, work with. And today, that's what the conversation is really about. You know, as as a tenant, um, a lot of people don't realize the importance of what it is to be a good tenant and how to be a good tenant. Um, and you know, it's not something that's a bad thing, but I think the more we have conversations on how to like improve your relationship and you know what you can do to actively maintain your housing, uh, it's important. So that brings me to the first question. Like when you're counseling tenants or you're having conversations with people in the community, what are some things that you guys um, suggest to them to actively maintain um, their housing? like? What are things that you see as you know you're leasing an apartment with a new tenant, how they can maintain that? like what what role does the tenant play, I guess? Yeah, so when I meet with tenants, um, one of the big things right now in you know helping our tenants being proactive and staying homed and, and staying housed in their unit, you know, I kind of educate them and talk to them about the 
um, I would say the importance of paying their rent as long as they're able to. Um, some of the things that I'm hearing and we're finding is, you know, there seems to be this, I, I don't know if it's a, a confusion or, you know, the assumption of not having to pay rent. You know, there's the difference between no rent being paid and just no rent being required. And we want to like educate our, not only our tenants, but the community that um, as long as we're able to keep up with or trying to make a payment of sorts for the rent um, is so important and crucial right now because it's still required. I know it's tough right now with everything that's happening with COVID, um, but you know, rent is it's essential. It's still something that's key. Um, and I like to try to tell the tenants, you know, a small payment is better than no payment um, so that uh, we're able to stay housed. And then also communication. I think communication um, helps to establish a healthy and good relationship between tenant and landlord or tenant, you know, in property management for us um, on the bigger scale, because it allows um, that line of communication to stay alive and then we're both informed of what's kind of happening and how our families are being impacted and affected versus there being no communication happening and there's you know the open assumption of okay it's just not being paid or not going to be paid um but again i just I, I try to tell the tenants if you're able to try to make a payment even if it's a small payment you know, communicate with your landlords, let them know what's happening, um, keep them updated. Communication is so important right now. Um, and then also vice versa, that allows the, you know, the landlord, the property management, the opportunity to also inform. I know for, for PCF development, um, I always try to stay on top of and aware of what rental assistance are available, what programs are out there, who's assisting, even just beyond rent, like with food assistance, so that when tenants do communicate to us and say, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm facing some hardships right now. I can't pay the rent in full. We're able to turn around and say, well, let me help you apply for these rental resources that are in the community. Right. Um, and yeah. I think that that's, that's great. You know, I, I am all for communication and stuff with your landlord, you know, and it, it's like you said, you know, it, it could be, reaching out to someone could be a bigger help than what you thought it may be because you know if you're struggling to pay your rent because you have to make the choice to buy food maybe there's other resources that you can link to to get the food where you don't have to actually take away from paying the rent but i do have to agree with you that communication um is key and you know talking about what resources are out there I know you spoke a little bit of like things that PCFD does and, you know, some of the resources that you try to help people provide in a community, but is there like um, some particular resources that you know of off the top of your head that you try to recommend to people or um, yes. do you guys approach it on a case by case basis? Um, so both, um, if, if I come across a resource, I instantly share with all our tenants, whether they've informed us that they, they're facing hardships themselves, um, or not because they may have family or friends. So we try to keep our tenants, um, as informed and up to date as possible. So I know with PCFD, we've seen, 
um, different funding resources coming, you know, across and organizations that we work with directly. So, for example, there's BIFCAP, um, there's Housing Help Our Rights, you know, through Crossroads, the Home Safe programs through NeighborWorks Blackstone River Valley that we've worked with, um, and in addition to United Way Safe Harbor. So, these are just some folks that I work with directly in connecting our tenants, whether that means helping them fill out the application or providing what's needed from the landlord's perspective in a timely manner. Um, we make sure to get that to our tenants as soon as possible so that their applications are not, you know, being delayed. Um, and then also just going back to, you know, the stressor and the importance of just communicating and knowing on both ends, tenant and landlord, um, what's happening. Um, I think it's important because it allows um, the landlord to step up and be proactive in helping our families. So like, you know, you reference, we don't want our families deciding between do I pay my rent or do I buy food for my family or do I pay my rent and have my utilities cut off? You know, it's, it's just not fair. It's the reality of it. Um, so I know for PCFD, we try to keep our families homed and we do our best to remain proactive. So for us, um, we're lucky enough to have a RSC, which is a resident service coordinator. Um, and his job is to connect with our tenants, to communicate, to know what's going on. Our tenants know they can call, they can speak with Travis and just say, hey, you know, um, right now I'm having a hard time. And in turnaround, what we try to do and what we've done, um, you know, since unfortunately COVID has hit us all, um, PCF Development has worked on providing gift cards to our tenants, to local bodegas, and even stores like um, Price Right, so that families are able to, you know, stretch that book. Um, we've also provided food boxes for our families. So those are just like the small things that we try to do to be proactive as landlords, um, because it's also our responsibilities beyond just the rent collection piece. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why, yeah, the communication is important because if we know what's happening, we know how to better serve and assist as much as possible. Great. Now, another question that I have is like, you know, communication, as you said, is like the four most important thing and, you know, communicating your problems and to be able to get help with them. But, you know, a lot of tenants, don't realize, you know, what their rights are or how to communicate, especially when you have like an absentee landlord or a landlord that's like, you know, not living directly in the area where you live. So how do you how do you encourage your tenants to like um or anybody in the community to initiate those conversations or you know, get resources as to what their rights are if they are dealing with a difficult landlord or a difficult um, housing development uh, corporation? Yeah, um, so I, I think reviewing, like grabbing your lease, looking at it and understanding what your terms are, you know, it's gonna be like very, very important. Like that's the first step, making sure, you know, you have that lease, taking a moment and looking at it, is it month to month or is it yearly? You know, I think that's gonna play a big role in just educating yourself as a tenant so that you can then move forward and practice your rights. Um, and then also you have a better sense, you'll know hopefully the mindset of the landlord 
based upon you know the lease and what are their expectations what is it that you're looking at so i say find your lease if you don't have one get a copy of it look over it educate yourself know what's detailed are you again a month-to-month -month tenant or are you yearly and i think for me i i believe that's going to play a big factor on how the tenant the landlord excuse me is going to go about collecting the rent because if it's month to month i don't really see them being too flexible again that's just my personal opinion um but if you have a yearly lease you know it allows you to have a little more flexibility and more rights come along with it um so yeah educate yourself you know as a tenant education is so important look over your lease become familiar with it see what's there um and then like you said if you have a landlord that's not available um i would just you know take a moment i would i would recommend to any tenant myself i would just say hey reach out to rhode island legal services and see what they, they can do in regards to tracking that landlord down but hopefully everyone does have a lease and if you do look over it there should be a point of contact on there and become familiar are you month to month or are you yearly that's great advice i know that um you mentioned the Rhode Island Legal Services. I know that there's also um, a Rhode Island, um, well, I think most states have one, a landlord-tenant handbook that's yes. also available online. And, you know, we'll definitely put that link up to that. But that's a good um, thing that I always refer people to when I'm asked about, like, housing issues and stuff. I always refer people to that landlord-tenant handbook because it's a good tool to give you, like, an outline of, like, um, issues that might arise and how to deal with them. So, yeah, no, definitely. And then also the accountability piece for the landlord, you know. So, just being able to empower and educate our tenants so that they're able to stand on their rights, I think, yeah, great mention. The handbook is absolutely key. Yeah. And then, you know, the other question, the not so much of another question, but a follow up to that question is like, and I think you already touched on it a little bit, but like, how is knowing all this information beneficial to like tenants or community member, community residents in general? Like, can you talk a little bit like the benefits of being able to, you know, have these conversations and um, utilize these resources? Yeah. Um. So just stepping back for a second in regards to like tenants and being educated and if they run into some sort of situation um outside of the handbook outside of rhode island legal services i would also recommend utilizing united ways 211 and just calling um you know if you're looking for rental assistance if you're looking you know let's say you need assistance with your utilities or accessing you know food um just i i to our listeners i would just say um access united way 211 um, and then in regards to the benefits, I, I think it's so important. Um, you know, the, th the three key things for me is a small payment is better than no payment because we are still responsible for our rent. Um, and I know many families are not able um, to, to pay their rent and that's understandable, that, but that goes back to the communication um you know letting the landlord or the property management office know about it to see if you can work together on some sort of maybe solution 
or maybe even just setting up some sort of like payment plan, maybe even being directed to um, rental assistance programs that you can apply for. Um, so communication is really big right now um, and being informed and educated on knowing what your rights are. It's gonna benefit you because it won't allow the opportunity um, for maybe not a so honest landlord um, to manipulate the situation or put you in a situation to where you're, you and your family are on the streets um, and the whole time you do have rights as a tenant. Um, it's just a matter of knowing what are those rights and connecting with the right people, asking the right question. You know, no questions, uh, as they would say, a stupid question or a wrong question, just ask. Um, pick up the phone and just ask. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk about is that, you know, you said a few times about, you know, paying rent, even if it's just a little bit, but here in Rhode Island, there's, you know, people can't make a dollar out of 15 cents. The wages are nowhere near where they need to be um, to be able to afford and maintain housing. So, you know, looking at the broader perspective and scope of things, what do you suggest are some ways that people can get involved in um, making this this change, like get involved in changing the big picture of everything? Like, you know, because a lot of the agencies that you um, suggested, they're running really thin on funds to be able to help people with rental assistance. So looking at the bigger picture, if you have like a magic wand that you could wave to like, tap people over the head and say, hey, this is what you need to do to make a bigger change and make this picture better. Do you have any suggestions on that or any feedback from that aspect of it? Um, so I would say, um, so PCF development where, you know, we're not a job developer, economics is not our expertise. You know, to say um, and affordable housing is our thing, but what I can say and what we are seeing is um, that wages are only rising, you know, one, two, maybe 5% a year, while housing rates, on the other hand, are raising by 20% a year. So, you know, things are, it's just not adding up. Um, you know, housing is not affordable. Um, and yeah, we, I, I would agree that, yeah, we need to do something about better wages or creating more affordable homes that are safe and healthy for our families. Um, so right now that's a big need. I would also say to our tenants community, go out and vote, 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 support affordable housing development, um, figure out who can you connect with, visit your community centers, ask the questions, how do you get involved? We have to push for more affordable housing development. We have to get out and vote. Our voices have to be heard. And we have to acknowledge um, wages the wage rate and the housing rate are not anywhere close to each other. It's it's not adding up. Um, and we need, there's a big lack of affordable housing right now and our community really needs it. Families need safe and affordable and healthy homes. And I know that there are two particular things um, going for uh, the General Assembly. Um, in the legislature to uh, to vote on. And one of them is the uh, affordable housing bond and the other one um, 
is I believe it's like a development bond. Um, do you know more about those uh, those perspectives? Is that something that you guys try to educate your tenants on about, you know, what bills are being brought up about housing or anything like that? Um, so PCF development, we are definitely a supporter um, of both. And we will be sharing um, the information and the dates with our tenants um, because, you know, another way that we connect with them is through our e-blast, through social media. So we'll definitely be pushing it and supporting it and making sure that our tenants are informed and aware so that they are getting out there, they are voting, they are getting out there supporting it, um, and that we're all working together to make this happen. So for both um, bonds, we will be supporting both. Well, thank you so much, Jessica, for taking the time to be with us today and give your feedback on, you know, how to maintain healthy living, how to maintain healthy housing, and, you know, why all of this is important from a tenant perspective. It was really good conversating with you today. No, thank you for having us. We appreciate it. And, you know, we agree um, housing is health. Um, it goes beyond just the structure. One, again, there's so many pieces to it um but yeah let's let's keep fighting the good fight and hopefully um we can get more of our tenants to stand up and more of our community partners and residents um to just become more informed and aware of what's happening and how it's affecting us all um not even just from the developer perspective but even myself as a renter like it's it's hard it's really hard um and yeah <laughs> As I said earlier, we need more for sure. Well, thank you again. And I would just like to wrap this up by encouraging everybody to get out and vote. Call your senator, call your representative, and encourage them to vote for the $65 million housing bond and the $8 million dedicated funding stream for housing construction. And Jessica, uh, great job doing what you do in the community. And I hope you have a lovely day. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Wilma. And thank you, Jessica, for an excellent conversation and lots of really important information. To learn more about PCFD and other resources that were discussed during this episode, visit www.pcfdevelopment.org. That's www.pcfdevelopment.org. And that's a wrap, not only on this episode, but this series, Voices of Homelessness, Housing is Healthcare podcast. Thank you so much to all of our incredible guests and a special thank you to our amazing hosts, Wilma Smith, Diamond Madsen, and Shirley Jones. To learn more about Voices of Homelessness and the work of the Rhode Island Coalition for the Homeless, visit www.rihomeless.com. .org. That's www.rihomeless.org. 
Thanks for listening and we'll be talking to you soon. Be well and be safe all. Housing is healthcare.